Welcome to the Bigfoot Backpacker Podcast. Today we have a guest from the Bigfoot Forums with BigfootForums.com. He's the chairman of the steering committee, an outdoor enthusiast, an experienced hunter, and just like us, he's looking for the hard evidence to prove the existence of Sasquatch. Bigfoot Forums is decades old and a place where many different viewpoints can gather and express themselves. With thousands of members, a vast database, and content beyond comprehension. Let's welcome Wade to the show. Wade, thanks for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, uh, joining in with the interview here. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for your time. And uh, we're going to go through and talk about the Bigfoot Forums and and how it got started, you know, what the mission statements are, what kind of memberships you have, how navigating around the site might look like a little bit, and what some of the future plans are. And uh, we'll kind of take it from there. So, yeah, why don't you just give us a little bit of background about the Bigfoot Forums how you got involved with it, uh, you know, when it got started. So, yeah, give us a little bit of background, Wade. Well, um, it was started by a guy by the name of Brian that uh, went on to be part of the uh, the Texas Bigfoot Research uh, Center Committee, uh, T, TCBR, I think it is, or something like that. Anyhow. Uh, he started it, and then uh, the range kind of got passed off to uh, uh, a cryptozoology uh, outfit out of the UK, and then the range got passed again and uh, several times, and uh, Giganter's kind of uh, at the helm now, and he's doing a great job. Um, you know, I, I think I think we're more popular now than we have ever have been, and. This is the day when we're competing against Facebook and, and, you know, uh, there's a bunch of different platforms out there that, uh, the, you know, the old forum style, um, website is kind of going the way of the dodo for a lot of things, but we, we seem to be holding out. And I think the fact that we have this, you know, this large, long resource that's been handed down, um, you know, you can go back and, and search stuff that was being talked about, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So I think that helps for sure. Absolutely. Um, so how long has it been around? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> I think I joined like 10, 10 years ago and, you know, okay. it was, it was old website then. So, you know, I'm going to guess it's 15, 16 years old. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, wow. so uh, yeah, not, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a baby. It's uh, it you know the website is is very elaborate. It's got all sorts of uh, you know things. I mean, you could spend all day and all night looking at it and going through it, and which I have been doing as much as I can. And one thing I noticed that really stuck out to me uh, is the actual, I guess, discussions because you know with today's world, uh, in in the cancel world, you know, you say one wrong thing and and wham, you're you're done. You're you can be in trouble. And with the Bigfoot forums, I noticed you, you've, you've tackled that in a unique way of, hey, this is a section for, you know, peaceful discussions. But then you also have a section called the Tar Pit for 
hey, we're going to get aggressive in here and be forewarned before you enter. And how, how's that working out? Well, I, you know, uh, there's, there's several different sub forums and they're, uh, uh, it's kind of the old, it's kind of like the, the, the watering hole for the old, you know, the old, the, the you know, the, the regulars, uh, that have been there a long time. Um, but, you know, and you talk about everything from politics to, you know, to, you know, jokes and, and, you know, daily life type stuff. It, it's just kind of the, uh, you know, like I say, where, where, where all the old timers kind of hang out, uh, on, on that forum. Um, yeah, but there is also, you know, um, it's kind of the adult version too. I mean, it, at times we will debate, uh, going ons, you know, current going ons in, in the world of Bigfoot. And, uh, they, you know, sometimes you can get pretty heated. Um, I know there was, uh, you know, there was, uh, uh, been several, uh, debates over, you know, like Todd standing and, and, and just stuff like that, 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 uh, you know, they can get kind of heated. So, um, you know, we, that's, we want it to kind of be a family forum. So, you know, the front door is kind of where, you know, it, you, you keep it peaceful and, and knowing, you know, you don't trounce anybody off the forum, uh, no matter, you know, what their take is. And, uh, you know, that, that's how I found the forum is that I'm, I'm personally pro kill. And, you know, I am a part of the forum management team and I can honestly say that that, that is, I'm, I'm the, I'm the extreme minority. But, uh, I was on another forum that I will not name, uh, that, you know, that they just wanted me gone. I mean, they did everything to get rid of me because of that, because of that viewpoint. And when I found the Bigfoot forums, I mean, yeah, I, I, so there was people that criticized me for that viewpoint, but you know, the moderators weren't after me or trying to kick me off the forum. I mean, they were, they made sure that I had a voice and, and that's what was really cool to me, uh, compared to the other forum that, that, that should not be named. So yeah. Um, the, the, and, and then, you know, the back to the, back to the back door, you know, that's kind of where the adult, you know, can, you know, if you want to throw a beer bottle and yell and cuss and scream, you know, that's, it's, it's behind closed doors. So it's, it's, it keeps the family friendly part of it, uh, you know, to, to the public. So, and I think, I think, you know, I've been involved in other forums too that have nothing to do with Bigfoot and that's generally how they are operated, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the guys that are running the forum kind of want a private area to, to, uh, you know, hash things out. So, uh, it is what it is. Sure. It, it's, you know, I appreciate that because it's, it's certainly well thought out and it, you know, it, it, it attacks the issue right away. And I love that. And that's the first thing I noticed was, wow, we can have some people that are going to go approach things from this perspective. But when they see another perspective as well, it, it puts people in, in check and it it funnels them yep. into the proper space at a proper time. Because one day you might want to talk in this particular fashion. You might have a bad day and maybe you want to lash out a little bit from, you know, here sure. or there. Blow off a which steam, is for fine. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sure, blow off a little bit of steam and uh, get some get some feelings out. And so I think, I, you know, I really applaud the Bigfoot forums for doing that because a lot of people won't tackle that. They'll deal with an issue and then the world gets even crazier. So I think it's a, I think it's a smart approach and, and, you know, it's obviously working. So stick with it. 
And uh, I, I certainly appreciate that. So you bet. Sure. So you got sure. people from all over the world involved. Yeah, uh, I I know of posters from the UK. I know some of uh, some posters from Africa. Um, I think there was uh, we got a guy that hangs out in uh, uh, like Thailand, uh, Singapore, somewhere over there, and in, in, in Asia. Yeah, so we have uh, it's pretty it's pretty global our our uh, community, but you know mostly. Mostly the United States and Canada. Um, and some of these people I, you know, some of these people I know. I mean, I personally, I've, I've met them. Uh, uh, there's, there's a group in BC that, uh, that, you know, I've hung out on with several, uh, times and actually even went out with them once. Uh, great group of guys. So, uh, you know, whether you're a skeptic or whether you're a proponent, I mean, it's a great group of network. It's, it's great to network with other people. Uh, and, and most of these people are, you know, salt of the earth people that, you know, uh, open their house to you and spend the night there, you know, just, uh, just, just great people to, to hang out with. So yeah, we're, we're very fortunate there. Oh, that's, that's great. So have you had a Bigfoot experience or more than one? You know, I, uh, I've only had one experience in my life that I can honestly, um, put it, you know, I, it wasn't a sighting. So what it was, we, we've got a 350 acre ranch in northeastern Washington. And, uh, I was in, we had moved from the coast. I, I went to kindergarten in Snohomish and then I spent my, uh, uh, first grade here in Kettle Falls is the closest town to the ranch. And um, that was my dad's dream to, to own a ranch. And so uh, anyhow, I, I was I was about 10 years old. And uh, uh, I was uh, with my dad, and we were going up on the mountain to cut a Christmas tree. So it was, it was before Christmas, so I would say it was first part of December. And in the 70s, we got pretty good snowpack here, uh, you know, and there was like, I'm, gonna, I'm guessing there was like three feet of snow up higher on the ranch. And um, we were walking up a logging road and uh, dad was cutting trail and, you know, we're he's probably mid-thigh and I'm probably waist-thigh, but he's cutting trail, so I'm kind of dragging behind him and he's packing a saw. And we're looking for a perfect Christmas tree for my mom. And these set of tracks came off the, the bank and onto the, onto the logging road in front of us. And they were walking away from us. And they just, they were nondescript. There was no toes, but there was big oblong punch marks in the snow. And whatever was walking in this snow that was mid-thigh for my father, it was walking clean. You know, it picked its foot up and set its foot down, picked its foot up, set it down. And it was just, it looked like this bipedal trackway of these big nondescript oblong punch marks. But, you know, uh, a bear should be sleeping. And then if a bear is walking in that deep of snow, it's probably walking on all fours. It's going to drag its body through there. If it was a moose, if they were the biggest moose tracks I've ever seen in my life. These things were like, you know, 16, 18 inches long. Uh, of course, in the snow, you know, it's, it's hard to tell the actual size of a foot, 
but but they were a lot bigger. You know, I've I've seen a lot of moose tracks in my I had a bull moose uh, on the place here last last winter that I was uh, cutting all the time, and you know I I've never seen tracks like that before in my life, and. You know, I was young, I was naive, I didn't know, and, and Dad and I were walking this trackway out, and after about, I don't know, 40 yards or so of following these tracks, he just stopped dead in his tracks, and he said, you know, we're going to get the hell out of here. And we turned around, and we went, another, you know, the opposite direction, and went and found a Christmas tree on another part of the ranch. And um, uh, he never really said anything at that time, but little, you know, I was maybe 13, 14, we started talking about it. And, uh, you know, he was pretty convinced that that was, that that looked like a Sasquatch track if he'd ever seen one. You know, and of course we're, we're only maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 miles from Bosberg where the Cripplefoot, uh, tracks were, you know, there was over a thousand, uh, uh, tracks associated with that trackway. Some of them stepping over a, uh, a four strand bob wire fence along the Columbia River and, the, and our ranch is along the Columbia River. So, uh, that's probably my only claim to fame. Um, I've never actually had a sighting, uh, nothing like that. I did here about three, four years ago. I was elk hunting, uh, over in the extreme northeast corner of the state in Ponderay County, one county over. So like probably five miles from Idaho, Panhandle of Idaho, and probably about the maybe 10, 15 miles from Canada. Um, I had stopped and I, I did a little loop. Uh, I was elk hunting, uh, muzzleloader season and, uh, I found this femur that for all intents and purposes looked like, uh, like a caveman had harvested the bone marrow out of it. It had a, had a hammer and anvil strike on it. There was a part of the bone that was missing. It was uh, broken into two, and then the bone marrow was extracted out of it. And uh, Big Tree Walker on our forum, they had a study over on the coast in which they were looking at the incisor bite marks on bone. You know, uh, some of it can be, you know, ascribed to rodents and things like that. And some of it can't be. I mean, the incisors are pretty big bite marks. And um, I sent that bone to him. And then uh, I've been talking to a scientist recently that wants to test it for DNA. So here in the near future, we might be sending that bone off to uh, have have a DNA sample taken from it. Uh, but uh, best guess is it's an elk femur that something harvested the bone marrow out of. Now, if there's a hunter, maybe some hunters were playing around with a bone. I don't know. But uh, we've never, you know, in all the years I've been elk hunting, uh, none of me or my buddies have been, uh, you know, cracking femurs open and eating the, eating the bone marrow out of there. I mean, generally, generally you take the, the elk home in quarters, right? And then uh, some guys, some guys will butcher it themselves, but most guys, you know, you just take it to the butcher. So you got you got four elk quarters, and uh, you know the femur would be in the that that quarter of you know that packet you know the the the, the haunch of meat, and then you know the the butcher's going to dispose of it, or or you know they're going to throw it to the dog or something. I don't know too many hunters that are extracting bone marrow. So that was that was a really interesting uh, find, and then um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the 
the Saruti uh, Mastodon find in down in L.A., San Diego, somewhere down there. They were building a freeway, and they they discovered these Mastodon bones, uh, femur bones, that had same process. It was a hammer and anvil technique. You know, somebody sat it with thumbs and fingers, sat it on a rock, and then took a hammer rock and broke that open to get to the bone marrow. The problem with the pro- the problem with mainstream science with that find is that they tested the they tested the age of the bones and it comes back at 140,000 years of age. And supposedly, you know, the Native Americans crossed the land bridge 12, 14,000 years ago. So, what was what was doing that? You know, what had thumbs 140,000 years ago in in uh, Southern California? You know, that's a big question mark. And to find something similar to that uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting, I think. But those are probably my only two real, uh, you know, brushes with it. I, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of recordings and and visuals, and and I'm jealous, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. they 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 seems like they they're they're tripping over the stuff, and and mine seems to have been kind of hard coming. So. But, you know, that's, that's what makes it interesting is, you know, I, my strategy to life is that I'm going to go hunting, fishing and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, I don't go out there specifically to Bigfoot, quote unquote. Uh, but, you know, I'm always armed. Uh, I'm, you know, cause I believe in taking a type specimen. Um, uh, so I'm always set up generally cause I'm hunting and fishing. I'm already set up that way anyhow. So it's, 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 it's not a big deal. But uh, I just go live my life in the woods, uh, you know, uh, and and if if the if the opportunity knocks, then awesome. If not, then so be it. I I'm still having a good time. So sure, uh, that's kind of my philosophy. Sure, no, and that's all right. I think it needs to have all sorts of different viewpoints, whether it's a kill viewpoint or or not. So yeah, when you're out hunting, or if you're you know just out doing whatever you're going to be doing, and you're armed. So you've made a conscious decision. If I see something that looks to me like a Bigfoot, it's got two legs, and it's running across the field or stopped or staring at me or whatever the situation may be, you've obviously had that conversation with yourself that said, yeah, I'm going to draw a bead and pull the trigger. Um, so am I correct with that, or am I out of bounds there? No. Uh, I, uh, I've i thought about it long and hard. Uh you know, I, I'm, as a hunter, I'm not the guy that, uh, uh, you know, I usually, I, obviously I eat what I, what I harvest. Uh, I have no interest in eating a primate. Um, I, you know, if someone gave me a, a legal tag to go to Africa and hunt a, a, a mountain gorilla, I wouldn't do it. I would much rather go visit them at the zoo, see them alive, interact with them. You know, they're just way more interesting alive than the dead. Uh, so I really don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do it, but you know, um, I've been watching this, uh, expedition Bigfoot and there's a Dr. Mayer. Uh, she's a, a primatologist, uh, that's discovered, uh, a new species of, of lemur in Madagascar. And I found it interesting that, She's anti-kill as well, but 
science was like, okay, well, if you don't want to kill it, then you have to capture a male and a female type specimen, and we're going to keep them in, uh, in captivity until they pass on a natural causes, and then, and then they will become the type specimens. They will go in the drawer. And so even though she's anti-kill, science is requiring her to do this. You know, you can't just take a DNA sample and say, and say this is a new species. You have to provide that type specimen, one male, one female. And, of course, you know, this lemur is, what, five pounds? It's, it's a little tiny thing. I mean, I, I, they show capturing one of them. They just bent this palm tree over the small uh, palm tree, and they just plucked the lemur off the, off the branch. Well, you're not doing that with an 800-pound, you know, reported Sasquatch. Uh, you know, you're – He's gonna beat. He's gonna rip your arms off and beat you over the head with them. I mean, right. uh, this is a dangerous animal. And you know, the other thing that I don't think people people kind of have the Harry and the Henderson type of viewpoint of it, and it can't be that way because uh, the other large omnivores, black bears, grizzly bears, they hibernate all winter long. Uh, primates, as far as you know, higher primates at least. They don't hibernate. We don't have the ability to hibernate. So th that means this thing, you know, when there's not berries to eat or when salmon aren't spawning like like they are in the summertime, this thing's having to go out and make a living in three feet of snow. I mean, that's when I saw the tracks up on the ranch, uh, that was in December. And this thing's having to make a living in the northern part of North America that gets a pretty harsh winter. That And that means probably meat. It's eating meat. It's probably not eating much else because there isn't much else to be at. You know, the, all the, you know, all the bear, the, the fruit bearing berries, uh, they're long since under snow. Their leaves have fallen off. It, that leaves pretty, pretty much evergreen trees and, uh, aspen, birch. Uh, that's pretty slim pickings. I mean, moose make it through the winter, but some of them don't. They die. And they're an, they're an herbivore that's designed to eat, you know, birch and aspen. So this thing is probably, you know, could be, could potentially be uh, a pretty good predator. Something that's, you know, if it has to live out there 12 months out of the year, and then you look at the cal, you know, the caloric intake of, of something that size, an 800 pound primate. And, uh, compared to, let's say, like a 400 pound gorilla. Uh, those are pretty high, uh, caloric needs, uh, uh, even in the best of times. So, uh, you know, I, I, so I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, thought about this lightly. Uh, you know, it's, it could potentially be very dangerous, uh, which if you're bear hunting, that's, you're, you're dealing with that same risk so um but i'm out there doing it anyhow so it, you know it is what it is but uh uh you know there's people that are not they're anti-kill and i understand that because i i part of me is that way too but you know if you i had a i posted up a letter from the smithsonian and the smithsonian letter uh, and it was about bigfoot and uh, they basically said, we need a type specimen. And so science has spoken. It's, it's not, that part's not debatable. You can say, well, it's too human or it's too this or it's too that. 
Well, we don't know until we have one on, you know, an examination table as to what it is or where it's going to be placed in the taxonomy of, of species. So until that day comes, hopefully, you know, one gets struck by lightning or one gets hit by a, a logging truck. But if, if, you know, that hasn't happened yet, so I think we need to keep all of our options open because, you know, uh, if, if there is truly an 800-pound predator in our woods that's a primate that's intelligent, I think people have the right to know. You know, uh, probably people would look at the at the forests and the parks differently if they knew that truly something like that existed in them. Uh, you probably keep keep your kids on a little tighter watch, and you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, uh, that that could potentially be very scary. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's, you know, we need to go shoot all of them. I, I'm not saying any of that. Every species on the planet has the right to exist. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, if there's if there's a, an aggressive grizzly bear in an area, they're going to post about 17 signs on a trailhead that says, hey, there's, there's an aggressive grizzly bear in here. Enter your own risk. We don't have that for Sasquatch. We don't even have protocols. I mean, if you see one, what do you do? Do you run? Do you do you get in the fetal position? Do you do you jump up on a stump and yell and scream and and act big? What do you do? No, no, no one knows. <laughs> you know, it's it's a mystery until it's not. And I and I think that, you know, it's high time that the mystery is 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 solved. Um, so I mean, that's my take on it. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, there's, like you said, there's no question. I mean, science demands a body. It's something to you know, to poke, to prod, to to measure, I guess. And, you know, for me, I, I, I'm torn between it because, you know, I mean, I'm a hunter too. And I don't know if I saw something on two feet, bipedal, running, moving, whatever, you know, hairy, uh, big. I don't know if I could pull the trigger or not just because I would wonder, there's, this guy could be a hoaxer. And, and here I am about to take him out. But at the same time, I, I'm with you. I stand with you. There has to be a body, and maybe that does need to be, you know, from a rifle. Unfortunately, uh, when that opportunity comes up, I mean, we've all we've heard stories. You know, there supposedly has been a, a couple of people that have shot one and left it to lay, and then come back to find out that it's gone, and thinking maybe the government came and took it, and all those kind of fun conspiracies. But yeah, there has to be, you know. In order for this to be unrefuted, there obviously has to be a scientific specimen. And if that happens, then it happens. But, wow, will it change the world in a very dramatic fashion? I mean, conservation, just think about that and how votes in Congress are going to go. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be incredible. So um, there's lots of conspiracy theory. But, yeah, science needs a body. There's no question about it. So I don't condemn people for having a kill viewpoint um, or, or otherwise as well. Uh, I think people can talk all day long about what they would do, and then when the day comes, who knows? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I I totally understand uh, people who say, I can't pull. I I support the parochial position because that's what science demands to get this out of the, you know, to get this out out of the realm of pixies and gnomes into the realm of, you know, black bears and, 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 and moose. Uh, but I can't pull the trigger. And I, and I totally respect that, uh, uh, completely. 
but but you know they can still support the pro kill position in other ways. I mean, uh, just you know, like our SSR, uh, you know, uh, feeding reports to someone who is willing to would harvest a type specimen. Um, that's huge, but um, and you know that that they work on that SSR uh, pretty hard. I mean, that's it, it's ten years old, and there's seven thousand plus uh, reports it, within it. And you know, so that that's the one way of supporting it. I mean, just going out there and setting up a camp and and cooking for these guys, or you know what I'm saying. There's a million things that can do to support. The pro, the pro kill, uh, but you know it gets a bad name. But I I don't see I don't if if all we do is go out there whoop, knock on trees and and pour dental resin because there there's a, within within the community there's a lot of the mindset that well it's just going to take that one video it's just going to take one more track cast. And then it's going to break everything open, and science is going to roll out the red carpet. And they just don't understand how science works. Mm-hmm. Science wants something tangible in their hands. Dental resin is not tangible. An audio uh, recording, not tangible. Uh, a video recording, not tangible. And then PGF is how old? Uh, that was, what, 67? Mm-hmm. It's when the PGF was filmed in Bluff Creek. Right. And didn't move the needle one one iota. So, it, it, you know, I I I understand they they just don't want to see the animal harmed, and I and I agree with them. You know, if if I if I shot one, I I would I would give the body to science, and then I would do everything with my within my power to protect the animal that day forth. Meaning. You know, we got one to science, and then that's the saddest thing is when people shoot one, leave it, and then come back and then can't find the body. If you shoot it, you had better you had better be ready to collect it. If you can't, if you know you can't collect it, then don't shoot it because you're all you're doing is killing something, and then you're not we're not getting over the scientific hump that that we need it to be. So, you know, that's the most important part, and. um so yeah, I. It's very frustrating at times, and it's very frustrating to try and you know um, to, to convince other people, um, especially in the world we live in. I mean, it's it, hunting bears is 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 politically you know if you're a hunter you know I mean that is that is politically you know incorrect so to speak in so many avenues and so many groups you know and then uh, and then to say. Hey, we need to shoot a Sasquatch to prove it's real. I mean, it's it's definitely not it's not a popular viewpoint for sure, but it's it's what has to happen. And if and if we don't shoot one, if we don't actively shoot one, then we better be finding out where they're burying their dead, or you know, like uh, that Rising Star Cave in South Africa, uh, Homo malady. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but I mean, they found like what forty, fifty individuals in the back of this cave in this area that they could. You know, they had to send women cavers in there because they were small enough to get through the cracks. And then they found this boneyard of, of like 40, 50 individuals of a species they had never discovered before, ever. Well, something like that has to be going on with Sasquatch. Otherwise, you would, you know, it'd be like deer. You'd walk through the forest and you'd see a dead one every two, three square miles. 
You know, I mean, you're, you're going to find bones, but they obviously are doing something with their dead because you don't see that. So, um, that, that's the only other opportunity we have is, you know, because that's the two things science, you know, either, you know, with, with extant species, you know, they, they want, they want those, that male and feel, female lemur, uh, in a zoo somewhere. And then when it's dead, they're going to, they're going to take the bones and they're going to put it in a drawer somewhere. Or, uh, with extinct species, they're digging them up, you know, and if you dig up an FT Rex, then you get to name it and, and now it's a species, it's an extinct species. So those are the only two things. I mean, if I had a, a video of a T-Rex running through a field, they'd be like, boy, those are cool graphics. Who, who made that? I mean, no one would believe me. Um, and, and I think that's the other hump we're trying to fight is that, you know, if this was a new species of deer or, or not even a deer, let's say a new species of salamander, n- nobody's going to question that. But when you say, hey, there's, you guys have missed an 800-pound primate living in North America, they're like, oh, yeah, right. You know? So mm-hmm. then that makes the, the burden of proof even that much higher than, than like something that's more mundane. So I argue with skeptics all the time about pro-kill and, and, and all that. And, uh, you know, some people say, how, do you, how could you shoot something on two legs? Well, I've seen... You know, I've seen the Patterson-Gimlin film, and I am pretty sure that is not a man. I would bet my bottom dollar that wasn't a man in a suit. And, you know, Bob Gimlin had a 30-odd six on that, on, on Patty. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm going to judge my hunter's intuition on that one. Uh, probably not shooting at 600 yards across the canyon. But, you know, 100 yards and less. If it's eight hundred, if it's eight feet tall and eight hundred pounds, I I think I'm gonna know it. I think I'm gonna know it. So. Sure. Especially if it's making noise and growling and throwing things, and if it's in a, any kind of an aggressive stature, you know. But that would make it easier. Right? Make it easier. With my with my luck, it'll be some mama holding the baby in its arms, and then I'll be like, oh, <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. Then we'll find out. We'll find out, right? Yeah, that would be that would be big, super. big candy eyes, big lashes. You know, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah. yeah, I think it's tough to prepare for. I think everybody can you know think it through as best they can, but you know, it's just like coming across a bear in the wild. Until that moment happens, you have no idea what you're gonna what you're gonna do because right. the exact moment is is you can't paint it. In your mind, you can come close, but you're not going to get it exactly. So your reaction is going to be different. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess it's a I, wait and see, just like everything, right? Well, I've had a, I've had a, a bear uh, charge me and pop its jaws, and I didn't let the air out of him, but I was I was about this close, and because um, I didn't have it wasn't in season, I didn't have a bear tag, and I certainly didn't want to go through the. The rigam, you know, all the rigmarole with some silly black bear, but uh, I was getting pretty close. So I, I've been in some of those situations. You know, I used to pack mules. Uh, my best friend and I uh, mainly over in Idaho because you know the Frank Church Wilderness, the Selway Bitter Wilderness, that's like four and a half million acres. And, uh, you know, it's, it's wilderness area, so you can't even ride a bicycle, a pedal bike in there. It's, it's, you're either going to walk in there or you're going to ride 
horses or mules in there. And so we, we packed it, you know, we'd be gone for two, three weeks and, and, and pack in there. And, uh, so, uh, we've, we've been in the, in the, you know, the, some hairy situations, not just with animals, but, uh, hairy situations with, you know, mules rolling off the trails and over cliffs and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's dangerous. Just being out there is dangerous. I mean, other than, you know, being in an asphalt parking lot in Yellowstone or something like that. I mean, but, you know, if you're out there, it's, yeah, it's dangerous for sure. But I love it. I've always loved it. I'm 52. I'm starting to slow down, but, uh, I, <laughs> I like to think that I still do, can do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to keep the mind sharp. The body will follow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. At least that's a theory. Wait a minute. Did I say that backwards? Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm, no, I'll be 51 this summer, so I, I, I hear what you're talking about, so. But yeah, yeah, you know, back to the hunters thing, you know, a lot of hunters do get the bad rap here and there, but I strongly believe they're the strongest, you know, conservationists there are. And a lot of people don't quite get that, and, you know, that's another argument for a different day, but, so, I like your approach with, hey, if one is going to be harvested, you know, for the scientific record, Yep, that's going to put you, and I know it would certainly put me and a lot of people on a different trajectory toward conservation, making sure, you know, there's habitats. It's it's certainly going to change things quite a bit. And I like that you said, I do this, you know, yeah, I'm going to have a whole different mindset on things. And everybody has to um, in order to, you know, protect that newly found thing. So it's a slippery slope, but I like it because it's it's a topic always that's going to be hot it's always going to be you know coming from different people and different viewpoints so so it's important to get it out there and and we'll see what happens who knows if we're going to see a result in our lifetime or not but the pursuit is is fun it's a fantastic phenomenon and i believe it's a terrestrial animal although i'll entertain some of the thought around the conspiracies around some of the UFO and can it jump through portals? I do. I like hearing that as well. So I invite all of the strange. So there, there's a well, lot. Well, you know, I, I was, I was, I never entertained any of that for one second until basically the government came out and said, you know, uh, UFOs are real. So that op- opens up a whole other can of worms. I, I try not to think about that stuff too much because it, that's pretty scary to me. You know, mm-hmm. something something that's uh more intelligent than we are flying around our airspace and and could do anything at will uh yeah that's pretty scary bigfoot doesn't scare me you know i mean if if he rips my arms off and beats me to death with them well a grizzly bear could do the same thing a, a moose could do the same thing uh you know you go out there and you have that risk all the time but mm-hmm. but uh yeah a ufo uh, uh hovering over the top of you and sucking you up into the craft that that's on a whole nother level <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, I can't, I can't, I can't wave a, a torch at it or shoot my gun in the air and scare it away. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't care about any of that. Yep, yep, I hear you. I know there's always more to talk about. It's been fantastic having you here today. How many people are about? Do you think? Did I ask you this? I don't think I did. How many people are on the Bigfoot forums? Any idea? I want to say like twenty thousand. Uh, an account is inactive for a certain amount of time; it'll it'll deactivate that account. So I probably shouldn't say, but I mean thousands, if not tens of thousands. So um, Giganter gave me a few bullet points to uh, to talk about. Is that is that okay to go oh, through yeah. that? 
Absolutely. Go right ahead. Please do. You wanted to uh, uh, make sure we that we get out there that uh, there's free ho- hosting for researchers. They get their own sub forum for their content. So, you know, you could have your own research uh, sub forum and then post pictures and audio and, and all that sort of stuff. And then you can, you know, if there's some skeptic on there giving your stuff a bunch of grief, you can, you can turn the comments off or, you know, you kind of have some, some mod control over that sub form. And uh, let's see, what else? There, uh, there's, we've got researchers in bo- two fields, but both in the field, you know, boots on the ground. And then there's some that are academic, you know, looking at it from, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, Bill Munns is a, is a member of our forum and, you know, he's not getting out there every weekend, but he's, he's our guy for, uh, videography, uh, uh, you know, suits, uh, uh, he, you know, he worked in Hollywood for a lot of years and he's a great guy and he's very approachable. I mean, anybody can get on there, send a message to Bill and he's going to answer you. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I mentioned SSR earlier, you know, that's, uh, there's over 7,000 reports, uh, in that, in that, uh, um, data set now. Um, SR stands for. Um, (laughs) Yeah, put me on the spot again. Uh, My mind's drawn a blank, but it's it's the it's the it's the sightings report. I'm not I'm not sure what the double, but it's the sightings is the sightings reports for um, all of North America. So you know, you get on there and look up your state or your county. all the reports are going to come up, and those those guys are working on that twenty four seven all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that that's that's a huge resource resource as well because I think like the BFRO they they've got a large one too, uh, mm-hmm. but I you know they're only taking the ones that are reported to them, whereas the SSR is going out and taking all of them. So the BFR is involved. You know they take those reports and put them in there as well as like John Green's database that was there that preceded the BFRO, uh, so on and so forth. So it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, uh, inclusive. Um, and then, oh, uh, and then, um, this up and coming year, we have a contest for the best researcher and the payout's 2,500 bucks. Oh, wow. So, so if you post, your best evidence, and then it goes up to a vote. Uh, uh, in that, if if you if you get the high the most amount of votes, you're, you're gonna you're gonna win that prize. So then you can go buy yourself a flare or whatever whatever your heart desires to help you in the next year to go out into the field more. So um, wanted to get that out there as well. Absolutely. And people can find out some details, I'm assuming, on the Bigfoot Forum's website about that? Yes. Um, let me jump in here real quick. Um, I believe that is... Oh, and just real quick, I know you had mentioned Gigantor, and he's your director, his anonymous persona, just so everybody yes. knows. Right on? Okay. Yep. Yep. Gigantor, is he's, he's the captain of the ship, and... uh uh, he's done a great job at the helm. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of this stuff is, is 
you know, uh, as a, uh, a result of, of his leadership. Um, I, I think it's, I think the forums is, is as interesting as, as it's ever been. I think it's in the top of general Bigfoot discussions. Yeah. So general Bigfoot discussion is the, is the top sub forum. And mm-hmm. then, uh, right underneath field trips 2.0 is the BFF 2022 researcher of the year contest. So, and you can also PM Gigantor and, and, uh, ask him for details as well. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So that's, that's. That's a that's a chunk of money. That's for sure. You'll certainly get a get get some people entered with that. Does it show the deadline? Are you looking at a deadline for that right now? Let me see here. Uh, it's for 2022, and um, must be submitted by December 23rd, uh, 2022, and then um, the winner will be announced January 1st of 2023. All right, that's that's great. Yeah. So we've got all summer long to find find Bigfoot, find Sasquatch. Absolutely, get us, <laughs> okay. get us evidence. Uh, we, you know, we we loved we love that. You know, we we get so much of it for free just with all of our researchers. Now the 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 researcher forum that I was talking about is in uh, it's one down. It's in the field, so it's it's one sub forum under general Bigfoot discussion. And you click on that, and then all of the, uh, the the top one, two, three, four, five. So there's Applied Scientific Method, uh, Sasquatch DNA Project, Lane County Bigfooters, Pacific Northwest Explorer, and West Virginia High Strainness Collective, which they're, uh, they're uh, actually a podcast. So those five there are dedicated just to those five research groups. So if you want your own research group or if you your this podcast here you wanted your own section, you could get a hold of Gigant Gigantor and he could make one for you and you would be in there as well. So and that would be kind of a sub forum that you would control for your podcast. So Perfect. Or, or your your research group or whatever whatever you're doing that applies to Bigfoot. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to throw out there? I think I got it all. I'm, I'm sure Gigantor will be like, "Oh, you forgot to say this or that." Or, <laughs> but no, I think I think we've covered it all. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I just built uh, an overlanding rig. It's a it's a Dodge on 40, so uh, I, I still have a few little things to do. I need to get a solar panel so I have electricity when I'm in the woods to run my refrigerator and some lights and whatever else, but uh, I plan on hitting it pretty hard here uh, in the next month or so. So, yeah, uh, if you're ever if you're ever up uh, in this neck of the woods, please look me up. You got my phone number, so. I do. I certainly will be. I'm I'm always looking for a trip, and, and uh, you know, Pacific Northwest is always, always on that list. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. So great. Well, good. Well, I'll uh, I'll let you let you have your afternoon back, but I certainly appreciate you taking the time out to talk with everybody and give us some more information about Bigfoot forums, and uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, it's been fantastic. It's a huge website. Everybody, go take a look at it. It's BigfootForums.com. Get signed up. Get registered. 
and read through everything, read through the database, look at some different topics, meet some people. You never know. You might meet your next Bigfooting crew or your next hunting partner. Uh, so, yeah, I encourage everybody to go take a look and engage in the conversation. Um, you can do it in an aggressive fashion or you, or you can do it in a nice fashion. They, they're wel- they welcome at all, and you know what you're getting into. So, Wade, I certainly appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hopefully, we can have you back one of these days. Hey, that sounds great, Dan. I appreciate you talking to me. Nope, my pleasure. All right, everybody, this has been Wade with the Bigfoot Forum, and appreciate your time listening, and be sure to check out BigfootBackpacker.net for more episodes, and there's more episodes coming up soon. So everyone be well. Thanks, Wade. Have a great day.